Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Thanks be to God, since he's truly the one who woke you this morning. It is now time for our announcements. For those who have children who plan to be in MC Kids this morning for Children's Church, the registration kiosk is here in the back near the atrium. So if you haven't registered your child, you can still register them for Children's Church. It's going to be a little learning curve right now. The Mount Calvary Church Conference today at 4 p.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear what is currently going on here at Mount Calvary and hear God's vision for the Mount Calvary family for 2020 and beyond. First-time church conference attendees will receive a special gift. Mount Calvary will host the historic African-American art exhibit of Southwest Ohio here at the church from March 8th through April 5th. The exhibit will be open Wednesdays 5 to 6.30, Saturdays 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 4 to 7 p.m. and Sundays 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Kickoff is really today, so before you leave, take the time to to look at the pictures that are represented of churches here in Dayton and in other places and see what God has done in the life of the body of Christ in the local church. Tomorrow at 6 p.m., the Montgomery County Missionary Union will have their oratorical contest at Bethlehem Baptist Church, 70 Hollicamp Avenue, Dayton, Ohio. Our winners from Mount Calvary will compete against other sister churches within the county. Come out and show your support tomorrow. The men's ministry of Mount Calvary will be hosting a March Madness men's breakfast for all men on March 14th 2020 from 8 to 10 30 a.m. in the church atrium all men are welcome to come out and break bread together and share the good news about our risen savior mount calvary's bereavement ministry will be hosting a bereavement support group on thursday march 19th at 6 p.m. in the mount calvary church atrium Coping with death is one of the most difficult things in life we will experience. This group will help provide you with the tools you need to walk through your grief journey. You are not alone. The third Sunday fellowship that was scheduled for next Sunday is canceled, so make that a note in your calendar. We will not have that service next Sunday at 4 p.m. All seniors ages 55 and up 
Mark your calendar for Thursday, March 19th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the afternoon of fun exercise games and a light lunch. Bring a friend and come on out to the senior outreach event. Mount Calvary's service with the Word Church and Pastor Chad White on Sunday, March 29th, that would have been fifth Sunday, has been canceled due to a scheduling conflict. So make note of that. March 29th, we will not be worshiping with the Word Church. The next Children's Blessing service is scheduled for Sunday, March 29th during the 10.30 a.m. worship service. If you are a member of Mount Calvary and you wish your family to be part of this ceremony, stop by the member and guest services desk, call or email the church office and leave your name, your child's name and birth date and a phone number at which you can be reached. The last day to turn in your child's name is Monday, March 23rd. We also ask that a picture of your child be submitted by this same date, either through the church office or by email. The Mount Calvary, the Mount Calvary family and Pastor Winston Jr. extend our deepest sympathy to the families of Deborah Brown, who's the sister of William Nielsen, Brenda Allen Young, the mother of Ralph Allen and sister of Eugene and Paul Allen, and Mary E. Smith, mother of Anita and Shantae Smith. And along with that is the memorial service for Mary Smith will be tomorrow, March 9th, at 1 p.m. Family will receive from 12 noon until 1 p.m. here at Mount Calvary. Change on our sick list, I think, is, I think that Sister Liz Ellen Porter, who is listed on our sick list, is home from the hospital. Oh, she's still in the hospital? Okay, well, thank you for that. I do have a thank you card that says, God bless you. May you receive abundant blessings in return for the special way you expressed his love. Thank you. And this comes from the family of Bessie Anderson, who also made a donation of $200. I would like to take this time to let you know that though man thinks that he manipulates time, God is the one who holds all of our days all of our hours, all of our lives. So don't let what man tries to do rob you of the joy of the one who actually holds your life. So walk in that this week. Praise the Lord, everybody. I said all she needed was a little bit of preaching music. That made me excited. I don't know about you, but to know that man does not dictate 
my life and the time that I have, but God does. And the fact that he's still seated on the throne makes me excited. Amen. Come on, let's stand on our feet and give God praise this morning. Thank you, Miss Jackie, for that. I guess you woke yourself up this morning. That's good job you. But if you didn't, you ought to give God praise. <laughs> He's worthy of the praise and glory. Hallelujah. Psalms 118 says, this is the day, 118 verse 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Doesn't say we might rejoice. I'm thinking about rejoicing. It says we will rejoice. Lord God, thank you, Jesus. And verses 28, 29 says, thou art my God and I will praise thee. Thou art my God and I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. The verse 28 says, thou art my God and I will praise thee. Thou art my God and I will exalt thee. So what exalt means, it means to lift up, to make high, right? And to magnify means to make big. So I understand what the media does. It seems like it's big, it's frustrating, makes you nervous. But right now we're going to magnify him and make him bigger than those issues, problems, fear tactics, whatever they try to do. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And if the Bible says I will exalt him, I'm going to make him higher and bigger than any problem. So right now, let's make him higher. Let's exalt him. Let's praise his name. Let's exalt him. Let's praise his name. Come on. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Come on, pray with me, will you? Lord, we just thank you today. Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to give your name the praise, honor, and glory and to gather together again, Lord. Thank you for breathing breath in our bodies, Lord Jesus. One more time, God. We do not take it for granted. And for that, Lord Jesus, we're going to give your name the praise today, Lord God. Lord, have your way in this service, Lord Jesus. Do whatever you will, Lord God. Change us, move us, deliver us, free us, provide for us whatever we need. You're all that we need, Lord God. And so we thank you. We look to you today. You be exalted. We love you and we praise your name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Can we all say amen? Come on, give God praise. We lift him high today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can everybody clap like this? Hallelujah. Above the heavens, and this glory above. 
with a curse for he had robbed me even this whole nation this is often time God has truly blessed us we have uh, three ways to give we have tithes and offerings we have you can give by church 937 Five four three five one six nine three give, and we have the billing form, Sister Winston uh, Center. That if you would like to have an envelope for that, she would be glad to give you one. Congregation can follow the earth's direction.
We thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing us to be able to come out to the house of prayer one more morning. Thank you for blessing us to be able to have these gifts to help someone in need and to build our holy kingdom up. God, we come and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Blessed be God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and has seated us in heavenly places right where those spiritual blessings are. We're grateful just to be here today. Grateful because he kept us through another week. Allowed us to see the start of a new week. We're grateful. Y'all may be seated. Thank you. If there are children aged 4 through 11, uh, Children's Church MC Kids is about to start. And um, Ms. Maddox, Minister Maddox, is standing to my left, to your right. Um, the children's check-in stations have moved. Uh, they're not in the lobby anymore. You check in in the atrium. And with that change... Dr. Cookie said, uh, whether you signed up today or not, your children are welcome uh, in MC Kids as we get used to that transition. Let's thank God for all these beautiful children who are headed out. Good. Preparing the next generation of soldiers. Awesome, awesome. If you are visiting with us today, we'd love to see who you are and where you are. If you don't mind, would you, if you're able, would you stand so we can see who you are? God bless you. God bless you. Mount Calvary, make them feel welcome, would you? If there's somebody standing close to you, make sure they know how we feel about them. Let's sing to them. We welcome. 
a special group of guys worshiping with us today uh, from the Wright State University. Uh, black men on the move. Stand up, uh, young men, would you? God bless you. Glad to have you. And, uh, and some of my brothers, a couple of my brothers from Pi Phi Chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Incorporated. Good to have you with us. Glad you're here. The African-American African Visual Artist Guild is sponsoring the, uh, the art exhibit that is on display and will officially open uh, just at the end of service. Certainly you are invited to, uh, to take a look as they celebrate um, historic African-American churches in Dayton and surrounding communities. Uh, various media, I think is the word I'm looking for. Various media uh, artists have used to depict and celebrate um, historic African-American churches in the Dayton area, and Mount Calvary is one of those, and we are proud to host that exhibit for the next month. There are uh, days and times that the exhibit will be open. It's not just for Mount Calvary, it is for the entire community. Uh, the exhibit will be open during the week. I'm not exactly sure uh, what days and times that is. Thank you, uh, Mountain Media. Uh, each Wednesday, each Saturday, and, uh, and each Sunday, if you want to encourage people uh, to come and take a look at the exhibit, uh, we're kicking off today. They asked that we would uh, that we would do church hat Sunday, and those of you who ventured outside of your box or uh, or pulled pulled out, you said stole. Oh no. Okay. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Y'all borrowed. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Well, y'all look wonderful. You look wonderful. Um, Ms. Patterson is going to come at the end of services uh, at the end of service with some instructions uh, about the opening that that's happening here in just a couple of hours. Uh, don't forget this afternoon our church conference at four o'clock. It is the uh, it's the time when we come together as a church family and look at the business of the church, what God is doing, uh, what God is saying, what He did for us in 2019 what's ahead in 2020. Um, you, as a part of the Mount Calvary Nation, you don't want to miss church conference tonight. 
Um, the, these are exciting times as Mount Calvary Nation grows. It's, it's exciting times. I say again, uh, if you were wounded, you're, you're wary, you're a little, um, you're a little um, on edge about coming to a, a church conference, a church business meeting, um, it's, it's not that kind of party. You don't have to be um, on edge. We're, uh, we don't come together to fight. Uh, as a matter of fact, we don't come together to vote because we don't need to ratify what God has already said. Right? We seek his face and we follow. That's what we do. All right? Um, somebody told me Deacon Davenport was back with us today. Who are you, Brother Davenport? Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Glad to have you back with us. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, uh, Miss Mary Edith Allen uh, Smith. Her funeral is going to be tomorrow at 1 o'clock here at the church. Certainly let's support the family with our prayers and with our presence if possible. Good. I think that's all I have. Who's coming? Mr. Miko, are you here? No, okay. Uh, is Ashley here? Minister Ashley? All right. This is a time that we as a church family come to the altar for prayer and if you are in need of prayer you can come to the altar we ask that the ministers and deacons will come forward as those in the congregation come in need of prayer if you are burdened or heavy laden Come, any minister or deacon is ready to lift you up before the Father in prayer in the name of Jesus the Christ. If you are in the congregation and cannot come down, raise your hand, and a minister or deacon will come to you. We all are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can touch your neighbor next to you and intercede on their behalf. In the name of Jesus. God is in his holy temple.
raised her hand. If someone can go to uh, Sister Cherie. She's right there. Um, raise your hand, Sister Cherie, please. eternal God our Father it is in the name of Jesus the Christ we come he whose name is wonderful he whose name is counselor he whose name is the mighty God he whose name is is the everlasting Father. He whose name is the Prince of Peace. He whose name is the government is up on his shoulder. Jesus, the Christ. Emmanuel, God is with us. Your people are in need of you right now. Some are heavy laden and burdened down. Some are weak, but you can be their strength. Some are being tormented in their minds, but you are a mind regulator. Some need healing in their body. You were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon you. And by your stripes, we were healed. May we grab a hold to the truth of who you are, Lord Jesus, in this hour. The spirit of the Lord was upon you. You came to heal those who were brokenhearted. You came to set at liberty those who were bruised. You came to give recovery of sight to the blind. Touch today, Lord Jesus. Touch today, your people. Touch today, Lord Jesus. All who are under the sound of my voice, all who are here to hear a word from you today, touch and set free in the name of Jesus the Christ. We pray and for your glory alone, Father. Amen and amen.
Praise the Lord, Mount Calvary. There's no name that's greater than the name of Jesus. Amen. There's no name that's greater than the name of Jesus. I'm going to say it for the back. There's no name that's greater than the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When you're heart filled with despair, just remember God can. Jesus, 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 Jesus. 
for me, but give it up for Jesus. Your burning bearer, your heaven on Sarah, the one that picked you up out of the mire clay, the one that saved your soul, Jesus. His name is Jesus. Oh, how precious is the name of Jesus. Is his name sweet to anybody today? Sweet name. Sweet name. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1. That's where we're headed back to at verse 15. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scripture. If you don't have uh, your Bible with you, it's here on the screen. You can follow along with us. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Verses 15 through 23 of Ephesians chapter 1, you may be seated. Just by way of reminder, we are still looking at the church that Jesus built. We are seeking this year to transform lives through dynamic administration. And we say when we say that, we're really referring to just the way we do church. I've been saying for uh, since the beginning of the year, when Jesus said, "Upon this rock, I will build my church." He had a blueprint in mind and did not leave the design, neither the, the design nor the construction of the church to the church. And it would behoove the church of the living God to check ourselves all these years later to make sure that we look like what the Lord intended when he promised to build his church. We started looking a few weeks ago at the church as the body of Christ. Back in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 
And then last week we began looking at this Ephesians passage where Paul reminds us of the master's dominion when he says that God has placed all things under his, that is Christ's feet. That Jesus Christ is seated far above all rule and authority, above all power and dominion, and every name that is named, not just in this age, but in the age to come. Not only did we look at the master's dominion last week, but we were also informed that there is a mystical union between Christ and the church. There is a union at work. Paul said, not only is everything under his feet, but God has made Jesus Christ the head of everything to the church. Christ is the head. We are the body. And so what is under his feet is under our feet. Is anybody grateful today that where he is, we are? Now today, we'll finish out this chapter. Indeed, there is a remarkable revelation about who we are as the body of Christ located in this last verse of this chapter as Paul finishes his thought about who Christ is and subsequently who we are. Verse 22, and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Let me preach. Uh, actually, I plan to be short. We'll see what happens. Uh, let me preach just for a little while from the subject, blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Blessed to be a blessing. Before we get into the heart of this study, let me just point out again that when Paul refers to the church here he is not referring to a building I know that we know that already but just in case there's anyone who is not familiar just in case there's someone sitting close to you who doesn't know the church is not a building the church is really not even a local congregation the church is not a particular denomination. The church cannot be limited to what we see. Paul says the church is the body of Christ. Every believer who has ever named the name of Jesus Christ, everybody who is saved, every called out believer is part of the church of the living God, the body of Christ, and Christ only has one body. Now we can talk about the Baptist church, the Methodist church, the Presbyterian church, the Catholic church, the Episcopal church, the Assemblies of God church, the Pentecostal church, the Apostolic church, the black church, the white church, the Hispanic church, the non-denominational church. Listen, whatever adjective we put in front of church, the only adjective that Jesus used was my. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And there's only one. 
and it includes, I don't mean to be offensive, I know that we think that when we get to heaven we're going to be sec uh, sectioned off into the black heaven and the white heaven, the Baptist heaven and the Methodist heaven, heaven. but I want to tell you there is only one church and it includes everybody who has confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believes in their heart that God has raised him from the dead. That is the church to which Paul is referring. Are we all on the same page? All right. Let me point out two truths about the body of Christ that I see in this text and we'll be on our way to the exhibit opening. First of all, this text reveals the body of Christ as number one, a receptacle. A receptacle. Say that with me, receptacle. Good. Now I won't ask you with all the scares, the health, all that stuff, you get a reprieve until we get control of this corona thing. You don't have to look at anybody. You don't have to touch anybody. None of that. All right. <laughs> Just look straight ahead. <laughs> a receptacle. You know what a, recept what a receptacle is? It's just a container. A device that receives something. And here in this text, Paul writes that the body of Christ is the fullness of him who fills all in all. That word fullness, it is pleroma, and it literally means that which has been filled. The body of Christ, that which has been filled. In the New Testament, it refers to the body of believers as that which is filled with the presence, the power, the agency, and riches of God through Christ. Paul says that the body of Christ is the fullness, is that which has been filled with everything that he is. I'm going to say that one more time. The body of Christ is the receptacle, the fullness, which has been filled with everything that he is. We are the receptacle of his presence. We are the receptacle of his power. We are the receptacle of kingdom authority. We are the receptacle of his riches. And notice how Paul puts it, the fullness. We don't lack anything. That's why Peter wrote in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1 at verse 3, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. We are the fullness of him. We, the church, the body of Christ, we have been filled with him. Isn't that good news? You are the church, and you are filled with all that he is. Now that ought to make a difference in the way we approach life. If you go into the situation knowing that what's in you is able to do exceeding abundantly above what even you can ask or think. Our God is faithful, so we're full of faith. This is the church I'm talking about. Our God is light, so even in the midst of darkness, we are full of his light. Our God is creator, so we are full of creativity. I'm talking realistic uh, rubber meets the road stuff here. Our God is loving, so we are both loved and full of love. Our God is forgiving, so we are forgiven and we're full of forgiveness. 
Our God is a refuge and strength, so we have a very present help in trouble. Our God is gracious, and so we are full of grace, church. Our God is full of compassion, so we are full of compassion. Our God is a rock, so we are stable. Our God is the Prince of Peace, so we are full of peace. Everything that he is, the church is full of. You don't like anything. I can't do that. What do you mean you can't do that? You are full of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There is nothing impossible. Psalm 84, you know what Psalm 84, no good, Psalm 84 says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. David put it like this in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Listen, children of God, you don't lack anything. You are full of everything that God is. Now, church, and I hope that this goes beyond the Mount Calvary Assembly because the big C church needs to hear this. When the church is filled with who he is, then we don't have room for anything else. When we are filled with him, there is no room for gossip. When we're filled with him, there's no room for malice. When we're filled with him, there's no room for envy. When we are filled with him, there's no room for hatred. When we're filled, when we're filled with him, there's no room for jealousy. When we are filled with him, there is no room for foolishness. Church, when we're filled with him, dissension can't get in. When we're filled with him, discord won't fit. When we're filled with him, strife won't have a place. Because when you are full of something, nothing else can get in. Oh, but that's not all Paul says here. Not only does he reveal our function as a receptacle, but here's the second thing, and this is the last stopping point for today. Not only are we a receptacle, but number two, we're a reservoir. There is a difference. You know what a reservoir is? A reservoir is a temporary holding place where something is stored to be used. Uh, it is a place where something is collected only to be distributed. Y'all gonna hear me. It's, some, it's where something is taken in only to be given out. Where something is stored only to be shared. I'm afraid that the church of the living God went through this period where we realized that we were receptacles, but we forgot that we were also meant to be reservoirs. We understood uh, the fullness of God. We understood that we were full of God and all that he is, and so we started naming it and claiming it for ourselves the church started using all of the power and the resources on itself we were claiming our healing just so we could be healed claiming our blessings just so we could have more stuff 
but we forgot that there is a world that needs what we have. We forgot that really signs and wonders are so that unbelievers will believe. We forgot that we were blessed to be a blessing. I know I'm in the text. Paul says that the body of Christ is the fullness of him who fills all in all, who, who fills everything in every way. Let me see if I can explain it a little clearer in Winston translation. He pours into the church so that the church can pour into the world. So it makes sense. It makes sense when Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, right? So you go flavor the world. It makes sense when Jesus said, you are the light of the world, so you let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works but glorify him. Uh, he pours into the church so that the church can pour into the world. Listen, church, God has not filled us with himself just so that we can hold on to all the God we got. Just so we can show each other how full we are, how holy we are, just so we can impress each other with our anointing. No, there is a dying world that needs the God we're carrying, and if we're using everything we're carrying on ourselves, God have mercy. Listen, I pastor Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church. I want this, I want this part of his body at least, and we'll infect the rest of them. I want this part of his body at least to have some power to operate in the power that we have. We are God carriers. And we weren't meant to be shaped by culture. We weren't meant to be shaped by society. We were designed to shape culture. I'm reminded of the story of the man, God have mercy. I'm reminded of the story of the man who came to Jesus on behalf of his son. Y'all remember, they had just come down off the mountaintop, and this man runs up to Jesus and says, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures, and he suffers greatly. Sometimes he falls into the fire, and sometimes he falls into the water. And I brought him to your disciples. I brought him to the church. I brought him to the ones who claim to be yours. I brought him to the ones who I've seen hanging around you. I brought him to the ones who are supposed to have some power and they couldn't do a thing about it. God have mercy. In Winston translation, he says, your boys are guilty of false advertisement. They've been hanging out with you, but when it was time to use the power, they couldn't do anything. And when Jesus heard it, he didn't take it lightly. He didn't rub their hands and say, oh, it's all right, boys. He said, y'all are faithless and perverse. He said, you're unbelieving and corrupt. How dare you have access to all this power and don't have the faith to use it? God, listen, I don't write this stuff. I just report it. How dare you have the solution and not have the faith to share it? That's how he comes at his disciples when they couldn't use the power that they had access to. Saints, we are blessed to be a blessing. 
Why? Why are there people coming in need of what only God can do? And we're the only carriers of God on this earth. And they leave just as bound as they came. It ought to trouble the church of the living God. That if we have access to power and can't use it, something's wrong. Uh, when you have DPNL and you know the bill is paid and you know there's a bulb in the socket but you flip the switch and nothing's happening you don't just resign yourself to live the rest of your life in the dark you start examining, is something wrong with the bulb? Is something wrong with the wire? You start looking around to see what is the problem. Only in the church do we have a business meeting to decide we're just going to keep the dark instead of investigating to see why we have power but it ain't working. Because you recognize the problem is not a lack of power. We got power because the bill has been paid. Y'all don't get me started, please. Because the bill has been paid. Power ain't the problem. Power's not the power's not the problem. If he's got all the power, we need to show it. Pardon me, I was wrong. Since he's got all the power, we need to show it. Since he's got all the power, the world needs to see it. Since Jesus is the answer, the world needs to hear it. We are the church of the living God. We are the only carriers of God that this world will see. We got to go. <laughs> Listen, we have what the world needs. The problem is we let the world convince us that they have what we need. No, I'm sorry, world. You don't have what we need. We have what you need. That's why I'm not looking to a politician to fix the world's problems because unless that politician has Jesus, you ain't got nothing for us. You got good ideas, but that's all. I wish I, wish I could let you help me preach this, but I don't want your neighbor to pull out that face mask. I don't, I don't want you to say anything to anybody. But I don't think there's anybody in here who would disagree that the world is broken. But the good news is we have the fixer. 
This world is sick, but we have the healer. This world is out of its mind, but we have the mind regulator. This world is hateful, but we have the lover of our souls. This world is dark, but we have the father of lights. This world is in turmoil, but we have the prince of peace. This world is in bondage, but we have the deliverer. This world is lost, but we have a savior. And I'm so glad that he's a heart fixer, that he's a mind regulator, that he is a healer, that he is a deliverer, that he is a wonderful counselor, that he is the mighty God, that he is the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. I'm so glad he's the comforter, the great shepherd, the king of kings, and the Lord of lords, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. We have a savior who is the word made flesh, who is the wisdom of God, who is the power of God. We have a savior who is a doctor in a sick room and a lawyer in a courtroom. We have a savior who's a friend to the friendless, who's a mother to the motherless, who's a father to the fatherless. We have a savior who was mama's prayer wheel turning. We have a savior who was my daddy's fire burning. We have a savior who took all our sin to an old rugged cross. We have a savior who lived a sinless life, who died a sinner's death. But early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. And that's the power that he put in the church. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I'm going away, but don't you worry. You go to Jerusalem and wait because in a few days you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Is anybody grateful for the Holy Ghost? and his power is anybody grateful for the Holy Ghost and his power you're the church 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 you're the church, you're the church, you're the church, you're the only thing that this world has. You are the church of the living God. If this world is going to be fixed, it's going to take you. I'm a God carrier. I'm a God carrier. I'm not cocky. I'm a God carrier. I'm not overconfident. I'm just a God carrier. I don't think more highly of myself than I ought to think. I'm just a God carrier. 
I wish you would stop being afraid of that little virus and tell somebody I'm just a God carrier. I got somebody on the inside who's working on the outside and he brought about a change in my life and if he can do it for me to say if he can save me if he can save me he can save my neighbor if he can deliver me he can deliver my daughter some, at some point we gotta say if he can bring me out he can bring you out but it's gonna take you to say it we need to get them to church what are you talking about? We need to get them to church. This ain't the church. When you're standing beside them in the grocery store, they're as close as they ever going to be to church because you are the church. You are. That's why we got we have to get we, we've got to get a community mindset we've got to get out of just these four walls we've got to get beyond just having service because there is a world that needs an answer and we have the only answer they need we've been talking about in the in the in the uh, dessert with pastor meetings that the fact that if we can get kids age three to five we can get to them at that age we can change their lives for the rest of their lives and we complain and, and we fuss we say well the, the school system isn't doing anything the teachers aren't doing anything the board's not doing anything no offense but Dion but listen the, the board as a board came they, they can't change lives they, they, they just set policy if the mayor would do something then we could be something the mayor as the mayor can't do anything without the Lord in this culture that's our responsibility I don't think your text was too private yesterday brother Sean if it was I, I apologize in advance Sean texted me yesterday because uh, he and Monica's dance studio they've been going out and doing all these competitions secular competitions competitions they've been taking the young ladies all over the country doing these competitions uh, not, not church dance not liturgical dance, right? 
These are, these are actual dance competitions that don't have anything to do with church. But when they go, when they go, they dance to songs about Jesus. And been blowing it out of the water, been winning. I haven't even gotten to the good part. Brother Sean texted me yesterday because the girls were a little discouraged because some of the groups that are a little more advanced than they are have started to catch on and so have started to use this Jesus music. So they didn't get the same place as they had but you know what? Everybody at those competitions knows that Anointed Dance Academy has been there. And instead of Anointed Dance Academy being shaped by them, they're being shaped by Anointed Dance Academy. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. We are blessed to be a blessing and so even this afternoon when you hear of some of the things that are planned and it may seem like I'm pushing a little hard but saints this world is getting worse and worse and if the Bible is right and it is as we get closer to the return of Jesus Christ, the world is going to get worse and worse. And we need, we must come out of just church as usual. Because the only hope is Jesus Christ. And we're the only carriers that he has. Not Mount Calvary, I'm talking about the big C church. Do you get it? Why don't we give God some kind of praise for choosing us? his church you're not sure that you're saved not sure that you're going to spend eternity with Jesus let me tell you some real good news God loved the world that's everybody so much that he gave his only begotten son that's Jesus Christ so that whosoever believes in him that is anybody without exception. Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's good news. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world but so that the world through him might be saved. And if you're here today and you're not sure you're saved, not sure where you're going to spend eternity, you can be sure today. Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. If you're here and you're not sure 
would you come forward? We want to introduce you to Jesus. I promise there is nothing better than knowing Jesus Christ. Everybody's going to spend eternity somewhere. But you can know that you're going to spend yours with Jesus. You're not too dirty. You haven't gone too far. You haven't been gone too long. If you're here and you are breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ and know you can't get it right without him. But it's worth it. That's the first call. If you're here and you're not sure you're saved, would you come? You want somebody to walk with you? They will. We really just don't want you to miss the opportunity. I promise it's worth it. Come on. That's the first call. That's the first call. If you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart, just tell him yes. Just tell him yes. Well, pastor, let me get some stuff cleaned up first and then I'll come. No, no, no. If you could clean yourself up, you wouldn't need a Savior. But thank God for the blood of Jesus that cleanses from all unrighteousness. Look around. Look around. Everybody in here who is saved had to come through the same blood of Jesus Christ. Everybody. Everybody. That's the first call. Maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus. You can come. You can come now. Second call is this. You're here. You're saved already. You know where you're going to spend eternity. But you know the Lord wants you in this part of his family as your church home. If that's you, would you come? If you know the Lord wants you here, would you come? God bless you. God bless you. Those two calls, if you're not sure you're saved, or if you know that the Lord wants you here in this part of his family, come now. Again, if you, walk, you want somebody to walk with you, they will. I promise it's worth it. I promise it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Please don't miss it. saints have been praying for you since early this morning that when you hear his voice you wouldn't harden your heart but that you would tell him yes those two calls everybody else then is saved and is where you know you belong then let the church say amen Pastor Sam, elect Lady C, Mount Calvary uh, family and visitors. We have for baptism, Mike Quinn Harden. And Miss Sharon Taste would like to join Mount Calvary. Let's see. Mike Quinn, Mike Queen. All right. How are you doing? Good, good, good. You ready to give your life to Christ? Yeah. Um, Mrs. Burks. She's over there in the red hat. She's, she's coming. Oh, Brother Burks. Gotcha. All right. Yes. Uh, Brother Burks is going to take you back and explain some things to you. Make sure you know exactly what you're doing. I promise this is the best decision you will ever make. All right. Good. What do you say, church? Good. And then, Miss, Miss Taste, you, you already been baptized. You already know the Lord. You know you're saved, but you know the Lord wants you here. What do you say, church? 
Yeah, good. Nobody happens by here. You're here because we need you and you need us. And we're going to treat you like the gift you are. All right? God bless you. You can go with Brother Burks too, would you? Good. Good. I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass you, so I'll wait until she walks out of here. Um, but let me, let me just show you how the Lord is lining things up because we are on assignment. We're on assignment. Um, so not only is there, um, you know, is he raising up people in the political system right out of our church, right? Pardon me, right out of his church, <laughs> this portion of his church. But then he's putting people in place. Miss Taste is the person who runs the uh, the Northwest Library, right? So that there are so that there are people in cultural places ready for kingdom takeover. You understand what I'm saying? Ready for kingdom takeover. Yes, ma'am, Miss Marshall. Oh, yeah, that's Brother Sam's sister, too. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> yes, sir. Listen, God is, he, he can show you better than I can tell you. Okay? He can show you better than I can tell you. All right. Uh, Lady C, she went out with the, uh, are y'all about ready for it? Miss Pam? Um, they about ready for us? All right. Um, Miss Pam and your team. Where's Miss Pam Pauling? She's already in the back. All right. Um, there she is, Miss Pam. And who was working with you, Miss Pam? Melissa Wallace Quincy and Miss Lee Warren. Are they out there too? Okay, good. If you see any, here they come. Mount Calvary, I want you to thank this team who has worked with the African American Visual Artists Guild. These are some of our own. These are newer members of Mount Calvary, and we're proud of the work that they're doing. Proud of the work they're doing. Good. Uh, Miss Jackie, you're going to give us some instructions? Visitors, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm not going to go to the back and, and hug next today so we can get on uh, to the exhibit and, um, and then get on back here for 4 o'clock meeting. Um, we will not be here past 5.30 unless you choose to stay and talk. All right. Uh, 4 to 5.30, we are going to respect your time, but, but I do have uh, quite a bit of information to share with you. Ms. Jackie. Mount Calvary Nation, we have a wonderful opportunity to celebrate what God has done in local African-American congregations. The arts display that we have here that begins today and runs through April 5th is focusing on African-American churches. These are churches who got built by nickels, dimes, pennies, quarters from their start to where they are now. Many of them go back over 150 years. You just don't know what we have here locally. And for those of you who are part of Mount Calvary Nation, some of us went from 649 Groveland 
to 3300 West 3rd Street, the 3375 Seventhaler. We've seen what God can do with nickels and dimes and quarters. So this begins today. You have an opportunity to look at this art. But as part of the fundraising for the Bobby J. Winston Community Center, we are going to start with an opportunity for raffle tickets to win some things. There are, There is a pillow by Art Beast Campbell, which is a beautiful African-American throw pillow. It's a designer pillow. There is also eyewear from Andrea Lamar Eyewear. Our own pastor has donated one of his one-of-a-kind hats that will be raffled off. And the biggie is a patio set. All these proceeds are going to the Bobby J. Winston Community Center. We are on our way to fulfilling the vision he has for this local assembly. So Mount Calvary, you have a chance to see what God did in those small congregations who are no longer that small and you can contribute to a greater thing of what God wants to do so that we become the salt that seasons this world starting in Dayton, Ohio. You know what to do now. Go out Find your way through the exhibit. Find your way to one of the team members with the tickets. The drawing will be held April 5th. So every Sunday you have a chance for that. So Mount Calvary, looking forward to what God is going to do. Thank you, Thank you Ms. Patterson. <clears throat> I, think, I think that's it. Uh, let's stand and receive the benediction then. So y'all want to see a miracle? Um, my, this is my dad's robe. This is my dad's robe. Now y'all know, my dad has never been even close to the size that I am. I said, Lord, I want to wear my daddy's robe. Would you stretch it? And there's room to spare. I mean, I'm, t I'm just telling y'all, y'all can believe it or not. I'm, but you can't argue with fruit. You can't argue with fruit. I'm going to have Miss Dale. Is Miss Dale back there? Miss Dale, she needs to take up the arms about an inch and take up the bottom about an inch. But, uh, but I'm going to proudly wear my father's robe. I'm going to proudly. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together in Jesus' name. Amen. You're the church. You're the church.
vacation if all the family is together. So you search for dog vacations, dog parks, dog beaches, dog hotels, until you're lost watching dogs play ping pong. And then you find Vervo, and they search millions of homes to find you the perfect beach house where you can throw a ball, throw a barbecue, or throw your sister in the pool.
questions I get is about kept secret to becoming a great singer? I'm going to answer that question in 30 seconds. Let's start that clock. Hi, my name is Aaron Anastasi. I'm the founder of Superior Secrets. 